So he's the Ethan Hawk of his time. <laughs> you watch your mouth. You watch your mouth. <laughs> You know, uh, before we get any further, uh, I don't, I don't care about anything else right now until except uh, the gentleman. So, um, oh man, I, I've I'm, been begging you, and finally, finally, I saw it. Okay, <laughs> uh, and 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 it should be noted that I, I only remembered to see it because uh, did she text? Did Rachel text you, or did you text her? She texted me first? about uh, Plex getting that. Yes, uh, giving her invite. Yeah, and uh, and then I said, <laughs> I said. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm going to have to revoke it if uh, you haven't seen The Gentleman yet. She's like, oh, I didn't know we're supposed to see that. I was like, well, then I'm sorry. You get no access. <laughs> no, and, and, and that is so she texted me that and I was like, all right, that's what we're watching tonight. Please don't revoke it. <laughs> and did I just do you wrong? No, not at all. Not at all. I was actually, a, you know, a little nervous about watching it because, um, Guy Ritchie's name brings a lot of weight behind it. Yeah. And it was made in 2019. And I was wondering how much juice was in the orange, you know, still. Sure. And, and, uh, no, it, it did not disappoint. It had that Guy Ritchie formula of, um, like, uh, like big name actors, uh, pretty complicated storyline that's given to you so visually stimulating that that you'll follow it but you have to follow it that yes. pacing is undeniable undeniable and the way he puts things together is so so masterful and and, it, and yeah like i'll i'll agree with you based on what you're saying uh colin farrell was my favorite part of that movie. i man the lines he, he was gave on him screen. <laughs> he just he he executed all of his roles Perfectly. I mean, this was a, he wasn't a gangster. He was a, a man running a gym, looking at a bunch of adolescents who were just troublemakers, but had the highest respect for the fact that, you know, their his, his boys stole from mm -hmm. a massive drug dealer and knew what that, the implications of that were and, and held like, he was so respectful in these, in these circumstances. And he was probably better than all of his hitmen. The, the, uh, yeah, Matthew he was one of the most, he was one of the most like singularly dangerous characters in it. But once he finds out how they did wrong and he real, it, like his strength doesn't get in the way of his brain. Right. Once he realizes how much they messed up. Yeah. He's, he takes on the responsibility. Everything goes, you know, to the meeting yeah. prepared with a gift. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he, uh, what was that? His intro scene is misleading. Sure. Like the the first time you see him in the 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 food joint, and you're seeing that he's got a you know quick tongue, he's you know well practiced in combat and all this stuff, and then all of a sudden you you get a surprise from his character where he's like, all right, I want to see you all in the gym. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh. uh, and probably my favorite thing, I can't even tell you the last thing he did, but my favorite thing that um. Oh gosh, uh, the two of them are in the house. Uh, uh, I'm drawing Hugh Grant on his name or Charlie Hunnam. Hugh Grant, <laughs> like like I don't know the last thing that Hugh Grant was in, but I was so pumped to see him take on a character like this because in so my I mind he was typecasted that. as like a rom com guy. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, 
totally. What a great choice for casting. Oh, perfect. And he, I mean, he did it. It was so believable that he's just a disgusting pig. Yeah. <laughs> so good. He, he played that very, cause he's always been the charming guy. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like you, Grant. I, I think he's just, he's, he's funny and whipsy and doesn't, uh, it comes off as though he doesn't really care and mm-hmm. it, it works. And I think that's just how he goes through life. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in this, it was just like, wow, what a 180 and flawless. And back on Colin Farrell, probably, probably my favorite scene in the movie is when, uh, his, uh, the guy opposite of Hugh Grant was from Sons of Anarchy. Ch- um, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Colin Farrell and Charlie Hunnam finished their meeting and everything. And they're like, all right. And, and Colin Farrell's like, I helped you out three times. You know, we're, this is towards the end of the, the, the movie. He, he's like, he's like, I helped you three times, you know, debt is paid. We're square, you know, yep. and he leaves the house and he gets in his car and he sees the two Russian, uh, assassins walking in. And, you know, like you could tell like, uh, this Russian family that was done, uh, was taking out anybody involved in it. Right. You think Charlie Dunham's going to eat it. Yeah, yeah. And, and then all of a sudden the two assassins get wiped yep. and then the camera pans to Colin Farrell and, his, and he holds up four fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> no words, just- no words. Just like now, now we're really even, you might even owe me. Like, <laughs> It just walks away. Yeah. He just, he just holds up the floor and he walks away. <laughs> That's, I mean, his, his, I mean, the way he approached this, like I, I wonder like how much guidance he was actually given because I, th- I think this guy just is kind of like Ethan Hawke where he, he, he just knows where to go, and like the one-liners that he came up with. Obviously, he probably didn't write everything, but the way he, there was one instance and I can't remember the line, and it, it, that's fine. When he opens the trunk and the the kids there and whatever, and, and there's one line that he gives oh. where he like and. I just plays it off as nothing. And it just yeah. is like a, a, an amazingly well done humor. And subtle, but, but, but a pop. And he's <laughs> yeah. so funny. I didn't realize how funny this guy was. It's really good. You, you bring up like Ethan Hawke and like that, that similarity. Yeah. Like if, if I had to take a stab at it, I would say that he uses an unexplained, like he writes his own backstory. Sure. That's the only way I could do it because he, you don't, you don't see Colin Farrell, you know, like there's, there's no identifiers or anything. And it's all about motive. Like what makes this guy tick? Why is he never, it's never explained why he decided to open a gym and take in troublemakers and, and even those who wrong him, but you feel the backstory yeah. without even understanding it. Yeah. Like whatever it is, like you believe this character. Yeah. I mean, look That's, at, look so, at him and as the penguin. I, I was so nervous to, to see him as penguin because I was like, if he gives me one, I'll freak out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I will shut this off. Thankfully he didn't play the Danny DeVito. Penguin. But, no, uh, no. Uh, that was very impressive. So even Matthew McConaughey was, was great in that movie. Very good oh, as a, yeah. a mob boss looking to get away, get out, and then at the end, you know, spoiler alert, it's like right, I guess I'll just keep on keep with it. Mm-hmm. That was very good. He did really well. I liked uh, the written um, relationship between him and his wife. Yeah, total equals. You know, no no tropes about uh, power in marriage or anything like that. Um, total honesty. You know, it was it was really good. I mean, this is a, a ruthless drug dealer. 
who Ruth, completely ruthless. And then the only thing that he's scared of is, and, and like not scared, scared, but like can be brought down by is his wife. And like, oh, it's yeah. like, no, nah, he has all the respect in the world. In fact, if that's the one person, the one person you mess with, you're done. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that scene. It was, that was harsh. That was harsh. And I thought it was going to go further. And I'm glad it didn't. But yeah, not, me not, too. Uh, nothing in, in Guy Ritchie's past would have would have said it went, went any further. But uh, it, he's, it he's so good at hiding his ace. You know, like like yeah. all of his all of his movies, Lockstock, Snatch, like he's really good at hiding the ace, even though you know it's coming. You know it's in the deck. Yeah. You know that Guy Ritchie sets you up and then does sleight of hand and gives you something that you don't expect. And he still has the talent to hide it. Yeah. You know, I really thought that, um, uh, oh my gosh, I, I need, I need to start drinking coffee again. Uh, the fellow across <laughs> from him again, uh, from Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Charlie, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> um, I thought he was going to eat it eventually, you know? I mean, there was um, no reason for not any of them to not get hit. You know? Right, right. And th- there were so many things that were implied were, you know, to be expected. Um, it starts at the beginning of the movie where McConaughey, McConaughey. Oh, my gosh. What's wrong? With <laughs> um, McConaughey is in the bar and he's on the phone and you see somebody walk up behind him and then you hear a gun blast and there's blood in the beer. And you're thinking, OK, eventually it's not going to go so well for whoever this guy is, right. you know. But you're, um, you're left to believe it is McConaughey. Because mm-hmm. he's the one that orders the beer. He's the one that has the egg. And then all of a sudden, it cuts to the opening music, which is, again, Guy Ritchie. It's it's like Quentin Tarantino. Uh, the guys know how to play music. And there's mm-hmm. uh, they know what, what how to pick music, I should say, for the soundtracks. And it, it fit very well. He uses every aspect of medium to, to make it enjoyable. The cinematography is great. The... I don't mind the flashbacks. I never mind no. his flashbacks. No. They're they're not heavy handed and they're not like, let me explain. And then a whole, you know, long driven thing. Yeah. If you if you're not used to watching a Guy Ritchie film, you probably shouldn't watch the movie while you're eating. <laughs> like, yeah, if no. you look at your plate, you're going to miss something. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is something you have to, to keep aware of. And and he doesn't go off on um, like he he doesn't. Uh, give it to you right in your face as far as like mm-hmm. explanations and stuff. He never draws it out. It's always like, you're going to find out what's going on, but it's, sometimes you're going to miss something. If you, you know, like you said, look away. Cause there's gonna be key details all throughout that all lead to everything intertwining at the very end. It's, it's very impressive. Uh, I love it. And the only thing I'm upset about is the fact that he did Aladdin. And then more upset is the fact that he decided to do Aladdin too. <laughs> Listen, Dips is know. crying. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, if, if I were to assume positive intent, you know, sure. Guy Ritchie's been around for a long time. I know, and, but, uh, but you, okay. You don't say no to Sherlock three, but yes to Aladdin two. <laughs> no one wanted Aladdin one and you know, whatever. We've, I think Is we've it, talked about this before. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's just, you know, he's walking down the street. Somebody's like, Hey, is this your bag of money? And he's like, I think it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Is it tied to that Will Smith right over there? Is it genie? <laughs> it's fine. Is, is there Will Smith in that bag too? <laughs> yes, there is. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely mine. Oh, maybe not anymore though. Who knows what the future of Will Smith holds? Um, yeah, I'm interested, and and I'm I'm 
I'm not anti Will Smith. I'm anti Will Smith's actions if they were not a, a ploy. I'm anti Will Smith's marriage. <laughs> Did Rachel like it? Rachel loved it. She loved it. The the thing I said about the pacing, the funny part was, you know, we were sitting down, we got our dinner all set up and everything like, all right, play. And we hit play and you saw the opening scene and she's like, you know, getting her food ready. And when she hears the gunshot and she sees the blood spot, she's like, wait, I miss it. What happened? <laughs> I'm like, we're a minute in. And so, uh, yeah, but that's, yeah, that, that goes back to the way you said before, you can't, you can't look away. She, she, she loved it. I recommended it, uh, uh, to a bunch of people. And, and again, a lot of people had the same sentiment where they said, oh, you know, like I Richie, like, I'm, you know, I, I, I think that towels run dry, but nah. no, no, I like, mean, he did King chance. Arthur as well. Did you see that? No, I did not see King Arthur. Was it Arthur or just King, King Arthur or just Arthur? But, uh, Charlie Hunnam is, is Arthur in that. Mm. And he did that and it was good as well. So anyway, uh, Guy Ritchie, I hope you do more than just Aladdin. Uh, I hope you're not tied please. to Disney. Yeah, <laughs> please. Um, it's hard though. It's hard to, it's hard to pass it up. Yeah, I can't, you know. it's like when people like you got your favorite music artist and you go from injustice for all Metallica to black album Metallica right. and, and people are like, Oh, they sold out. It's like, you would too. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like nobody said it had to be good. It's just guaranteed to make money. Like they're still around so, today. Yeah. They're still touring. Yes, they are. It still works. You gotta <laughs> beat it till it's dead. And then and then keep riding for a few more years. Look at the Rolling Stones. Um, oh, so uh congratulations again to our winners, uh William and yes. Vanessa. They have cards in hand, or they should digital cards. And uh we thank you guys and uh, next year, hopefully we'll be doing something else and hopefully we get more people to, uh, enter because honestly, uh, it's nothing on your side. You basically just tell people about the show and, uh, you get paid for it. So, heck yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and definitely, you know, like comment to us, uh, what movies uh, that you did see and what you thought of them Yeah, with the, I, the gift cards. They don't know that I wrote the message, but considering they both know you, they probably assumed that it wasn't you. Um, I basically said, um, pick a good movie, uh, preferably nothing dipped by Disney. So, <laughs> uh, we'll oh, see what said, I, th- I think, I think you, you, you back the wrong pony when it comes to Vanessa. I know Vanessa loves Disney. Does she? Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought being a fan of the show, I mean, she probably picked <laughs> Thor too, didn't she? So, um, yeah, no, it, it's, it's good. It's all good. Uh, nice. Good. Congratulations you two. And, uh, yes. tell some more people about the show. Uh, we don't say anything ever on this podcast about where we are and what to do, but we're on Instagram for reels podcast. And uh, it would really help if uh, you guys just share the show, just tell people about it. Cause uh, we're having a great time and people that listen do as well. So spread the Absolutely. love. All right. Thank you guys. Yep. And then, you know, more people means more contests and bigger gifts. So yes. Thank you. Chase bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Zell for uh, doing the processing. Uh, and AMC theaters, even though none of these are, <laughs> none of these are current sponsors, but maybe future as far as AMC all goes. Of their services. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so um, let's, I guess, get into it unless you have something else. Yes. No, let's get into at first sight. Is that what, uh, why didn't I say last concession? I put last, last concession, concession thing. It's at first sight. All right. For those of you that did look at the Instagram post, uh, just know that this isn't the last concession. 
that's a totally different game. Uh, this is an ad first site where we look at a movie poster. I did put the and, movie poster. And this on is it. why we have comment fields. You know what I mean? Ridicule us when we type something. You don't wrong. call us out. I guess you guys aren't paying attention enough to <laughs> Easter egg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So at first sight, we are doing the movie Mysterious Island. Yes. Uh, originally a Jules Verne novel back in 1875. And this was a 19 mm-hmm. something movie. What was this movie? All right, so that I have to admit, I can't read the date on the poster, but when I was looking up the names yeah. of some of these people, that's it said known for Mysterious Island 1951. Okay, yeah, it, it, I mean, so I caught that off the poster, but okay. I, if you're talking Jules Verne, you, you, it doesn't matter when the movie was made. <laughs> no, and if you guys yeah. look up the movie, uh, unless you're looking at what I actually put on there, You'll find a, diff- a couple different versions. This has been done a couple of times. No, mm-hmm. no time recently. Uh, I would put this more like the looks like Doctor Island of Doctor Moreau. Nothing. I'll cancel that. No, he <laughs> <laughs> gave me no, a look I was, like I know because you you brought up you're going to see a lot of different uh, different versions of the movie. Yeah, I've seen so many versions of this movie's poster. Good luck finding one exactly. that isn't ripped or exactly. Like, yeah, they're ripped. all yeah they're all pictures <laughs> like people that took pictures of the poster the, there are no posters of this in existence no. it looks like um because i would love to have this poster because of what it looks like this is an insane this poster is, this is a busy busy poster <laughs> definitely definitely the heaviest one that we've done so far as far as content i mean this is crazy it's, they really made sure that they touched a pen on every square inch of this poster yeah <laughs> and there's something different i mean you look at it and you still find things after the fourth or fifth try. Um, it's it's crazy. So do you want to explain? All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah, the, the poster. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I think people we'll know what f- we're doing. We'll go from top to bottom. Okay. okay? So in the top left, top corner, left or top right. Cause it's like <laughs> top middle. Where, where are you going to get started? <laughs> I'm doing top left background. Okay. It, uh, it looks that behind uh, some characters are, uh, amalgamation of blimps, planes, and um, hot air balloon. Maybe. And then in the foreground of the top third, almost half, are three characters. From left to right, you've got this uh, gentleman. Th- th- all three characters are behind this yellow border. Yeah. The middle one's holding on, and he's about to fling a knife. All right? He's got it raised over his head, tip in his hand. It's about to fling it down. Guy to our left behind him is holding a pistol and for some reason is pointing it, but he's looking down. <laughs> I see that. The gun is not aimed towards where he's looking. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And it looks um, like it might have been fired, but we're not sure. Let me see. Here. The smoke coming from, but that might actually be the weird I think that's spacecraft. from the thing behind it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then to the middle guy, uh, to uh, to the right of the middle guy, is some sort of I wanted to say robot, but I think it's a cyborg. Maybe. Maybe um, he's got a human hand. He's got a human hand, and he's holding what looks like to be half hair dryer, half shower head <laughs> gun. And at least he's looking where he's shooting. Or should I? I don't know. He's wearing a helmet. You can't see his. Eye. I'm not sure if he's cooking that guy's arm that's holding the knife. <laughs> he's like, you throw the knife. I'll keep your left hand warm. <laughs> 
for when you have to take the gun from your friend's hand and point it. If you look at it, it looks like it's burning his, this guy's arm. Because behind, <laughs> behind the rays, it's normal skin, and the, the other part is all black. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Just poor shadowing. All right. And then so, all right, then... I'll, all right, something just changed in my head. I thought that he was holding on to like the edge of a boat or a ship, you know, oh, like where he's like pulling himself up. But no, it it actually looks like he's holding up the actual poster of the movie. I think yeah, I think this is a live a shot of <laughs> <laughs> mysterious island. So he's either behind a barricade or he's him and his friends are threatening you to watch this movie. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. So then it starts with the yellow banner about halfway down it says Jewel Verne's mysterious island, Captain Harding's fabulous adventures. Um, and then I can't find uh, under it. It starts saying the cast. There's a woman on the left of the title that's laying down uh, kind of like she just fell, but she has one of those hairdryer shower guns. Uh, to the right of her body is Richard somebody because the the picture I'm looking at, <laughs> the last name was either redacted or somebody or maybe hairdryer man. Oh, no, maybe maybe no look gunshot guy shot a hole through it. <laughs> I think that's Richard Crane. Richard Crane. I think that's a name that. OK, that sounds familiar. Under that, it gives you the cast list, which is Marshall Reed playing Pencroft. Karen Randall playing Rulu, Ralph Hodges playing Bert, Hugh Pros, uh, Proser or Prosser playing as Gideon, and Bernard Hamilton as Neb. To the right of those names, some random dude falling. Yeah, I don't know if he's excited or if if he tripped. Not sure. Under the lady on the left, it looks like if Thomas Edison made a machine gun that shoots electricity. <laughs> With him dialing it like an old TV in the back. Yeah, yeah. And then to the bottom right corner is four fellas in in uniform carrying lightning bolts. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the nicest way I could put it. Yeah. And then, and then, super bottom left, a Columbia super serial. Uh, I don't know what that means, but I'm I'm telling you, like, it's every square inch of this is like, what's that? Yeah. Why? Why is that? Yep. Who's that? <laughs> What's it doing? <laughs> I might I might want to see this film based on just this alone, but I guess we'll find out from uh, well, And they've means. made it. They've remade it a few times yeah. as you said. Yeah. I didn't look into those. Um I didn't want to spoil anything. No. Um and and also when you look up these actors, like this is named on under their known for yeah. And uh, most of them, like they were known for like uh, Westerns, you know, but like this is this is towards the top of their known for list. So I'm, I'm I hope it's actually good. Again, this is by Jules Verne, one of the fathers of science fiction back in the late 1800s. This guy mm -hmm. did Journey to the Sun of the Earth, 20,000 Leagues, 20, under the leagues seas, yep. world uh, around the world in 80 days. I mean, this guy did a lot of stuff and is because of him influenced tons of movie makers and, and writers so this has yeah. the potential to be something great yeah no he, he you could see his influence on tons of adventure movies what's the one with uh brendan frazier uh the mummy you could yeah. see his influence on that and, when it I, comes to time period and technology brendan fraser was in journey to the center of the earth oh that's right yeah so anyway he's a twofer he's a twofer <laughs> 
yeah okay so a lot to unpack in this yes and um very excited to what you think i i don't see us coming up with too much of different ideas for this honestly but uh mm. i'll let you go first this time i think i'm with first last time all right so this is uh, like just like last time what i did was i started looking up the the actors and the actress you know in it just to get a feel of why is it always casting. actress in these movies it's always like one woman in these movies, right? It's, <laughs> all right, we got to put one woman in this. Well, in my version, there's several women, okay. but she's kind of like a higher ranking okay. member of, of this. Um, uh, but you're right. And and also, like, it's the classic, you know, I, I forget what I was watching, but it talked about how um, the difference between male models pose and female models pose like a, a, a while ago, like okay. where it's like men stand in like rigid poises and everything. And if you look at female models, like on a magazine or something, they're always slightly off balance and everything. Yeah. So that's why it looks like she tripped in this. And I think one of the, uh, what was the movie we did? Um, the first one, uh, 12, uh, 10, 10 seconds, seconds to hell. To hell. Yep. Uh, like how she's kind of like looking back, like surprised on, on one of them. So this is what I got. And it's not a lot. It's not, it's not super detailed, but I think I have the gist of what this movie's about. Okay. I'll submit to you what I call uh, like mysterious Island parentheses, thunder boys. Okay. okay. Thunder boys. <laughs> I hope that's the title. <laughs> okay, I'll go through like the cast and what I think their their tropes are. And, and, and mind you, I didn't know. I, I I didn't know Richard. You said Richard who? Crane. I th I think it looks Crane. like Crane. Yeah, he plays Captain Harding. I'm gonna go ahead and and do an improv and say that that Captain Harding is a Richard Crane might be a famous person that plays a small important role. You know. So he's the Ethan Hawke of his time. It comes back. Um, so Marshall Reed plays Pencroft. Uh, and I, and in his history, he did all of his own stunts, you know, like um, as an actor, like all of his own stunts, like he always played like hero characters. So I think he's one of our main lead heroes in this, okay. along with uh, Ralph Hodges, who played a bunch of side parts in some Westerns and just from his look and demeanor, like I, I was like, all right, he's like a loyal sidekick. Then you've got Karen Randall who is named Rulu. And I think she plays the, a future love interest, but she's like an, I like a long time Island inhabitant okay. um, with some of the other women there. And when I say high ranking, I'll explain later. Sure. Hugh Prosser, uh, plays Gideon. I think Gideon plays uh, is the the villain of the story, and he's the the owner or you know like dictator of the island. And Bernie Hamilton uh, plays a character named Neb. He's the only one besides Crane. I'm assuming that I can't find on the poster. I think Bernie Hamilton's Neb is the the cyborg guy in the top right. Okay. And he plays like a cyborg henchman robot for Gideon. I think that that um, what's what's uh, Ralph Hodge's name in this? Hold on, because uh, I didn't put his character name down. Uh, Bert. So I think that that Bert and Pencroft are with uh, Crane on a Navy ship that's just out patrolling the ocean and everything. 
and they start getting some weird like signals that don't match their maps, their nautical maps of right. like, you know, where they're supposed to be. And they're like, oh, it appears that there's this this random island here or a landmass. You know, we're going to go check it out because it's, maybe our instruments are wrong. Maybe we're super lost. And they start getting closer to the island. And then their their instruments start going off the charts. Uh, their communication starts failing, everything. And eventually the engines just, they kick off. Right. And, and but like eerily, their boat just is kind of drawn naturally to the island to where it beaches. And they're greeted by you know, all the, you know, these people, mainly like a few men, um, but uh, they're greeted by uh, mainly women. And they're like, oh, get off the boat, you know, like like being hospitable, you know, are you thirsty, you know, and and they're trying to ask questions about where they are. And those questions kind of get skirted a little bit. And mm. it's like, hey, we'll worry about that later. Like, you guys have been lost for a long time. We got plenty of food, p- plenty of drink. And they're like enticed into this island. Now, the the more they're on that island, they're they're getting very comfortable. And some of the the guys on the Navy ship are like, you know, like, why leave? Like, like, you know, we're super comfortable here. These people are so nice. You know, the male to female ratio is on point, you know? <laughs> And pretty much you start noticing in the background like that most of the guys you're seeing are in that uniform and everything that you see in the bottom right of the of the poster. Uh, and the rest are like like mainly women. Now, uh, Rulu, uh, like I, I, I chose her as one of the, the oldest inhabitants there because Rulu sounds like oh, how do I put this without getting fired? <laughs> uh it, it, it doesn't sound like a western name you know okay. and so and it, it's she, an exotic name it's an exotic name That's make nice sure person. you edit the, the That's <laughs> all right in three two one <laughs> so rulu is like an exotic name so i i thought that she was on on the island you know longer than than most of the people there and when it comes to being hospitable she kind of seems to be the conductor of that, like getting people in order, like, oh, you know, bring the food, bring the drink, all this stuff. Pencroft takes a deep interest in her because, you know, like she's beautiful and seems to have the house in order and everything. And so he's not getting answers from Gideon or any of the other inhabitants, but he's like, no, she's smart and she seems to know what she's doing. So he's starting to press her on what's going on and she starts to like him. Okay. More and more. So she starts to care, care about him and starts to worry about him. I think that eventually she ends up being part of the reveal that Gideon has been on this island for a long time. He like has a lot of money, has a lot of technology. Uh, he was able to make a cyborg, you know, pretty much henchman, you know, bodyguard. Um, and they've been luring people with technology into this island because he's a cannibal Uh. and, and, and that's why like uh, you don't see many men except for the soldiers that will be loyal to him. The thunder boys, thunder boys, of course. (laughs) And, 
And like all the women are saved to like entice, you know, like people in and keep them happy and eating and, and everything like that until he decides like, oh, okay, they're, they're just about ripe, right. you know? Just so ripe, geez. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's a real hard thing to say yeah. while I'm looking at myself in Dahmer glasses. <laughs> uh, that should be recorded. <laughs> that's what screenshots are for. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so one of the things that she's able to do, like, cause he's like, all right, we can't make a huge panic because then this guy is going to, you know, hit the, hit the buzzer, yeah. you know, and he's going to be like, yo, take the thunder boys, let's get cooking <laughs> and, and send, uh, uh, Nep, the, the robot, the cyborg guy to like gather them up, take them out and maybe cook them with their little hairdryer guns. Nice. Um, and so she is able to bring Ralph, the sidekick, not Ralph. What's his name again? Bert. Bert. Bert, the sidekick, who is one of the engineers on the ship and is able to reprogram Nep. Okay. So that so that they would have a fighting chance against the Someone on their boys side, and Gideon. Right? Exactly. Yeah. With with that technology, you know, hairdryer. <laughs> um, and and so they figure out a way to to make a custom hot air balloon of course to get off the island got it because they can't rely on technology because this island you know that gideon has is able to steer you know like mechanics and electronics you know towards the area they need some analog stuff you know? so they're like yeah well listen the wind will take us wherever you know it'll take us but we just can't take one of their ships right um and so uh, they're able to escape with Nep, and but they leave behind. I I don't think that that they leave with um with uh Rulu. I don't think they leave. With Rulu, Rulu gets left behind. I think Rulu stays behind, and okay. I think that the encounter the the escape is semi violent, but it's not a huge battle. I think it's more of like a you know slipping away sort of thing and using weapons. I don't think you see anybody get shot or anything like that. I think it's like fog of war escape and the the balloon just takes them far away awesome but they leave with nap so they 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 win with a consolation prize (laughs) oh yeah they have a cyborg they got showerhead man (laughs) (laughs) awesome awesome it's not bad and and for the time like i was like i thought of some ridiculous things but i was like no let's get real here (laughs) yeah but i mean Um, it can be ridiculous because this was written 1875 Correct. But I, I had a whole thing written about the last battle and I was thinking about the time and there were so many movies where like a six shooter will go off 18 times without reloading. That's true. That's true. Without <laughs> and, even cocking the. Yeah. The yeah. Nothing. It just. Like, bah, 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 bah. And I think it was more like, a, oh, we're almost at the door. Just try to slow them down with our weapons and everything like that. And and I don't. Uh, oh, and the other thing, too, was um, Gideon never knows that Rulu w- was the one that helped them escape. But she just knew the island too well and was like, you know, like if anybody else comes here, like I might try to do the same thing. They kind of turned her a bit and she realized it was more important for her to be on the island than to escape with them. Because she had a basically she's the leader, like you said. So she yeah. had to protect her yeah. people. Awesome. All right. I'd see it. I'd see it. <laughs> Here's what I did. All right. So mm-hmm. first of all, I, I looked at everything and kind of categorized some stuff. Okay. All right. So you have like a plane rocket hybrid, like a used as a the ship top or, left. or deliverer. Yes. Okay. It, it doesn't look like a plane. It looks like a rocket plane. It's kind of weird. This this was kind of 
This is kind of weird. Now that I'm looking at this, because I, I I wrote it down like backwards. <laughs> All right, so you have like cowboys, you have assassins, you have lightning wielders, you have evil scientists, <laughs> aliens with heat ray guns. I thought it was heat ray. Amazons, Amazon like um, thieves who pose as damsels in distress. Uh, you have different elements, a ton of different elements uh, incorporated and powers. So you have uh, air, you have lightning, mm-hmm. you have fire, mm-hmm. which would be the heat gun. Gunpowder, the six shooter. Um, mm. You have radio waves, which I think the evil scientist was doing. And you have sonic vibrations, which I think the girl was holding something that uh, creates vibrations with, uh, you know, from the earth. Okay. Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. Okay. Basically, contestants are brought to this island from all over the galaxy. Oh. They're shipped here in rocket ships. They're taken from all over the, the galaxy, all over the Milky Way. We won't go too far into it. And brought to this mysterious island. Now, the reason they're brought to Earth is because they've been brought, this has been happening for generations. They're brought to worlds. And whoever wins this battle on this particular planet, on this mysterious island, ends up inheriting that world. Right? So what you have is... Galactic Hunger Games. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, yeah, the only reason it's hosted on Earth is because alien hosts believe human the human body could not withstand extensive space travel, right? So they this is the first time that they brought a human into the games. So Captain Harding was an army ranger, ex-army ranger and current explorer. This guy loves to just travel the world. You know, he's got, mm-hmm. he's got the money from, you know, being an army ranger. He's got uh, some inheritance. He's like, a, he's like a Bear Grylls without the hotel. Yeah, exactly. All right. He's approached by an eccentric man in a colorful suit about going on an exploration to the Bermuda Triangle. It's fully funded. This guy will pay for everything. And Harding is such a, you know, an explorer. And even though he knows, like, all the stories of, uh, that are surrounding the Bermuda Triangle and no one ever comes back, you know, he's got nothing to lose. He's had a great life. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been a warrior. He kind of thinks that if anyone can do it, it's him. So he's like, yeah, let's do this. He wasn't looking to go on any like new adventures, but this was like something that's like, nah, like I can't not do this. Right. Can, like, I, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. So his, the personality of his character, is he like stoic and, and just wants to be alone or is he kind of charming and adventurous, you know, funny. He's more adventurous. I wouldn't say he's funny. He's kind of like a John Wayne, but with adventure seeking. Okay. So he's a little stoic, but you know, he doesn't have anybody in his life. Um, so this, like, he's not leaving anything behind. This is a mm-hmm. nomad basically with money. You know, he has concerns though at first about like, how do you get to the Island? You know, he wants to actually get to this place that this guy is hosting this things. Like, how do you get back and forth? He's like, well, I'm able to do it. I found a way around it. It's all good. Um, but let me explain it tomorrow when you come over, you know, we'll have you over for dinner. You'll meet some of the other people that are going to be contestants in this. He doesn't know that it's from other worlds and stuff like that. So he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Let's do this. Okay. So he goes to dinner and he meets an Amazonian woman who is who we see on the poster, right? Really? She's tall. Yeah. Uh, she's tall, beautiful, of course. Uh, cause that, you know, you have a 1950s one movie, you have to have someone that's beautiful cause otherwise no one's going to go <laughs> see it. Um, they slip something into his drink and he wakes up in the middle of a jungle. Okay. We get right mm. into it. So he doesn't know how he gets there. He doesn't know where he is when he wakes up cause it's a wicked hangover. He thinks that he tied one on, but obviously he didn't. 
He didn't have anything to eat either. He didn't, have he didn't get drink. to the dinner part. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, man, this was crazy. Um, he's all alone. And then all of a sudden he hears thunderous noises overhead. He runs to a clearing. Like he's running. He's, he can't see over the, you know, the trees are too thick. He thinks he's probably in the Amazon at this point. Um, and he gets into the clearing just in time to see these weird crafts coming down from the sky, landing upright. So it's these rocket ships that we see on the poster. Okay. They're landing kind of like a Tesla rocket. Kind of like a Tesla rocket coming right okay. back down. Or or the the uh, with one from Amazon, whatever the <laughs> Bezos did. Uh, the phallic shape. We'll 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 yeah. bleep that. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> there are dozens of them and they're all around and surrounding him, but they're in different areas. So he doesn't know where they're landing because he can't see anywhere. Uh, then he hears the sounds of different cries and and chants and screams, and he hears like weird like what he thinks might be weapons, but he's not sure. And little explosions and then like just different things. Um, but he, he has no idea what's going on. He, he's still like, where am I? You know, uh, before he knows <laughs> it, a man runs into the clearing as though he's being chased. He's dressed somewhat like a cowboy. So this is where we get to the guy with a six shooter. He's got six okay. shooters on his dress and he looks like he came from the old West. Right. Right. So we don't know where this guy is from, but he's screaming for him to run. And he does, he kind of follows, you know, goes, doesn't follow the guy. He runs ahead of him, and but he assumes the guy's going with him. And they find this this little patch of shrubbery where it looks like they can hide. Then when he's in hiding and kind of looking around, he doesn't want to say anything because he's a soldier, so he knows you know keep quiet until yeah. until you know what's going on. Uh, then he finally realizes for the first time his getup. He's not in the clothes he was before. He's like in this almost like a samurai outfit without the armor. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the the. Um, like the Japanese robes mm. and he realizes that he's got this sash that goes across his shoulders and in the, in the, in the pockets of it are a bunch of knives. So he's got like all these knives all around him. He finally realizes mm. the first time he's like, well, yeah, this is thing's a little bit heavy. And he looks at one of the knives he's like, wow, this is something that I would see, you know, me using. Right. So he's kind of excited. I'm not going to go through the who movie, but um, so what happens is basically these uh, warriors from all different planets, all harnessing different weapons and different powers are brought to this island on Earth by this mysterious guy who's obviously, you can't assume that he's from our planet because this is like the first time they basically did it here, uh, according to him, which we find out later because the Amazonian woman who is a huntress is after him. You know, it's every man for himself, everyone for himself. Yeah. This is whoever wins, wins. But she for some reason befriends them a little bit and like because she uh game recognizes game right she she gets in a fight with him um hand-to-hand combat he's tough uh at first he's you know it's a woman he's not gonna you know go after her and he kind of recognizes her yeah he's not positive you know because obviously the drug kind of messes with him too much but he's like i'm not gonna go down you know i'm not gonna let you kill me because obviously he sees the, the the warrior in her uh, the six shooter guy who knows where he's at. He's, you know, at this point, pointing a he, gun and looking down. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if he's like also from earth or he's from a different world. I'm, I'm thinking earth because they, you know, regular gun and he just happened to be there. Maybe there was more like fodder for the other ones. Like you got to have action. Cause yeah, yeah. I'm assuming this is televised, you know, in some galactic theater mm-hmm. somewhere. So, cause you know, obviously have to be placing bets. So then, you know, like I said, game recognizes game and they kind of befriend each other, but then they know at the same time, like in the back of their head, it's like a Hunger Games issue. Someone has to mm-hmm. end up being the winner. But she ends up like explaining. So this goes on for nights. Like this is 
something that just keeps going. If you last this long, it's because you're good at what you're doing or you're really good at hiding. And she explains, yeah, you have these people that have thunderbolts that like from this planet that's all lightning and they actually harnessed it. Uh, you have this evil scientist who has able, was able to turn radio waves into bullets because he was, mm. I don't know, whatever, um, from some other planet. Uh, <laughs> you have this uh, race of, I, I don't think I put him as a cyborg. I think it was just an alien, but I like the cyborg thing. Um, but an alien race that uh, harnessed the power of heat into you know weapons and stuff. Then you have uh, these guys in air balloons so that what basically what they were doing were days into this, but they're somewhat like engineers in their world and they scan the area. They're like, all right, let's take this to the, to the air and we have people mm. on the ground and then we'll try to get this. So whatever race or whatever world you should say wins, that's who gets the planet Earth, right? Mm. So it's not just one person. Like it could be the whole planet that you represent actually win. Because obviously you have like those guys, the four boys, the lightning boys, as you called them. Uh, Thunder, boys. Uh, Thunder, Thunder, Thunder boys. boys. Sorry. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, so they would end up winning if they if they did. So basically you have this this battle that's lasting for days and days and days. Finally, obviously, because our hero is Captain Harding, he gets to the final matches with the Amazonian woman. And what he doesn't realize is the Amazonian woman is not alone. She's an Amazon woman, a huntress. And the entire time that they've been together and like conversing and kind of sharing secrets and stuff like that, she's been holding that information. And what he didn't know is the huntresses were always in the trees around them. We're always wow. hiding, not knowing. Clever girl. <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> and um, so at the end, you assume that he's going to be taken out, but then it like, it like fades to black. Wow. So that's why it's like an intergalactic fight that happens to be this year on earth or this decade or whatever centennial, maybe who knows? Oh, that's actually really good. It'd be fun. Right. It's really good. It's almost I, like, I a, like the idea of, of uh, the Amazonian woman, like for the majority of the movie, yeah. I, I see it, you know, like, 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 past the 80% point, like you're thinking she's alone and she's with them. And then, and then like when you, and maybe even flashes back to like, when you were here, they were around. When you were here, they were around. You were saved because they saved you. Exactly. Yeah. There was some, the battles that you didn't even see happen because my girls are my girls and they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. We're warriors to the heart, you know? And she, she realized what he was. She, she obviously entered the frame as a damsel in distress, because this is how they they end up tracking and, and and luring their prey in is acting as though they're defenseless. And then they end up, you know, she sees that that's the way he views her and she uses that to exactly. her advantage. So that that's like sick. like a raptor, she would be the the lure and the, all the other ones are already on top of you. You don't even know it. So that's that's what I have. Wow. It's kind of fun. And I like that. One. I would see that. <laughs> It's I would cheesy. see that too. Considering all the different characters that are in this thing, it's cheesy as anything. No, it's good. Uh, and I, man, I should have done something. Don't with, do that. Uh, Don't do the should have. No, you do that every time. No, but, but like I'm realizing through this, I'm listening to you. I'm like, I didn't even mention double double gun radio guy. <laughs> like at all. I didn't even bring that up. That poster. I was just like, where do I start? Boop and just point at something yeah, yeah. I'm like you. Who are you? Yeah. yeah. So intergalactic <laughs> battle hosted on Earth. Somebody wins it, but we don't know who at the end. Oh gosh. I would it's, assume. Uh, oh, end. so you never know who who wins. Fade the black. He's surrounded. Mm. 
Uh, I think I bet by this time, I think Bert as, you know, secondary character or even tertiary at this point, uh, he's long gone. I'm assuming like he's probably just hanging from a tree somewhere you know, right. like by his toes. Um, it's got this like, like uh, it's got this hunger games meets predators. Yeah. Like where they, they drop the game on the planet and everything. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's sick. So if I was by myself and I was walking past the theater and I saw, this poster, yeah, I would say, what the heck is this supposed to be? But if I was walking past this poster with you and you're like, oh, you haven't heard this and you gave me your synopsis of it, I'd be like, oh, that sounds sick. All right, I see it. I see it on the poster. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm looking it up. There was a me TV too. movie in 2005. Uh, the one from 1961 came up. That's not even the one we're doing. It, I think, like you said, 1951, right? Maybe it's, is it 51 or 61? Hold on, let me see here. 2011, 2020, what? 2005, 2017. This has been done more than a few times. Let me see who's in this uh, cast of the 61. It's Uh, not that one. It's not that one. No, it is not. You can watch it on YouTube. Three hours and 50 minutes. No. This is the one, 1951, colorized. No. 350 minutes. Or three hours and 50 Stop minutes. Stop watching it. We don't got time for this. All right, so let's get started. What is... No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. No, it's four hours and 12 minutes. Four hours and 12. I said 350 on YouTube. I, I got... I got. Well, uh, maybe they're including end credits. Maybe somebody was nice enough to be like, <laughs> let me trim this for that. It's from the 50s. The credits are at the beginning. 1951, four hours, 12 minutes. That's what I'm seeing on IMDb. Okay, I see that. Yep. Four hours and 12 minutes. Holy crap. And even this poster on IMDb is different. Menace of the Mer- Mercurus? Uh, let me see this poster here. I don't know. So the poster I see is a little different. Wow. All right. No, it's very different. Did you, if you Google uh, mysterious Island, 1951. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then go to IMDB. Yeah. You see the poster in the top uh, uh, at the top, click it. And then look who's in the top, right? The girl. Right. Yeah. No and then bottom, guy. bottom left. Look at the bottom left menace of the Mercurians. You don't have the lightning boys. You have other guys that we don't see in the other one. Thunder Who are those green guys holding a light gun? Man, there's so well, much have, going you on. You have radio guy. Yeah, I see radio. I see your 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 guy. Your uh, was it? Cyborg. Yeah, whatever his name is. Nep. All right, hold on. Let's do 1951 Mysterious Island. Uh, this might not be fun for you people, but it's baffling to us. <laughs> Four hours and 12 minutes. You got to be out of your mind. <laughs> it had to be that good if it was that long and yeah. people were inspired to make or remake it. Okay. Unless somebody hated the length so much that they were like, let's do it again. But this can leave. We don't need this. <laughs> There's like a one hour staring contest in the middle of the jungle. We don't need that. <laughs> All right. Look uh, at this. Okay. So storyline. Plot. Uh, during the siege of Richmond, Virginia, in the American Civil War. Where are you reading P- it from? From Wikipedia. Okay. I'm on IMDb still. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, in the American Civil War, prisoner of war Captain Cyrus Harding escapes from his Confederate captors in a rather unusual way by hijacking an observation balloon 
In his escape, Harding is accomplished by, uh, I'm sorry, accompanied by Sailor Pencroft, his nephew Bert, writer Gideon, loyal soldier Neb, and a dog. <laughs> a hurricane <laughs> blows the balloon off course, and the group eventually crash land on a cliff-bound, volcanic, uncharted, fictitious island located in the South Pacific with very unusual inhabitants. They name it Lincoln Island in honor of American President Abraham Lincoln. The castaways soon encounter a group of people that include the local natives uh, who worship the island's volcano. Rulu, a woman from Mercury trying to extract an unnamed super explosive element in order to conquer the Earth. Uh, another person, Ert, uh, Erton, which is A-Y-R-T-O-N, a wild man exiled on the island, and Captain Shard, a ruthless pirate. The myster- uh, a mysterious man who possesses great scientific powers also makes his presence known, which is probably your radio guy, probably. Uh, known to the group of people. He is Captain Nemo. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, a way to recycle <laughs> who survived the whirlpool in 20,000 leagues under the sea. And unlike the character in the Disney film was not fatally wounded by military troops from the warships on the way, uh, on the way our Disney's been a long long, long time (laughs) on the way, our quintet of heroes and a dog must battle the elements and people while trying to figure out a way off the Island and back to civilization. I would not watch this movie. No, because especially since I don't know which one is right, but the dog that you're talking about, Neb. Mm. Uh, Wait, uh, is Neb on. the dog? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, Neb is a loyal soldier. Okay, well, or here, and then it says the black servant. Oh God, Herbert Bert is his adopted son. Mm-hmm. Jack Pencroft is a sailor. I, I, here's what I have for Rulu. Rulu, uh, who also has the power to put grown men into a trance. And does so a couple of times, including the native chief and all of his warriors, finally has enough of all the problems, but has gathered up enough radioactive material, at least to destroy the island and does so. I don't go. I, I have no idea what's going on in this thing. This is all over the place. And this is I, like that sentence alone. I'm not sure what that meant because I, I don't <laughs> think it. I don't think it was written very well. So. 19 okay since it is in this 1860s and she has a spacecraft that will make the journey from mercury to earth and all the earthlings are riding horses or walking her problem with earth is none too clear other than possibly hacked about not winning the miss america contest what is happening (laughs) as far as i know miss america was not in the 1860s (laughs) Or on Mercury, because isn't she from Mercury? That's what it said. <laughs> Harding and his hardy crew <laughs> fight 15 chapters of battles against I the island. I was just going to say that. 15 chapters. So this is like the, the tower with Bruce Lee, but on an <sighs> island. Some ma- passing by pirates led by reliable Gene Roth. Reliable. Such a nice <laughs> thing to put with pirates. And Rulu and her Mercury henchmen wearing the same headgear that the spider wore in two previous Columbia serials. Indicating the costume yes. department went overboard on black head coverings with spider webs on them earlier in the decade. <laughs> okay. All right. So something makes sense here too with the production. Yeah. Uh, the costumes uh, belong to uh, Western Costume Company, which recycled from earlier serials to use in Mysterious Island. And <laughs> this is why it's great. The Mercurian soldiers, AKA Thunderboys, 
uh, wear shirts from Universal's Flash Gordon and masks from uh, Columbia's The Spider's Web. So it seemed like they had the this this now makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Does it? Yes. Okay. Oh, you mean why everyone's dressed differently? They wrote the movie around the leftovers, like leftover production stuff from from other movies. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, I okay. I'm gonna read the Mysterious Island, the novel by Jules Verne, the plot summary there to see how it matches up with the movie because I'm thinking it's not that close. Uh, During the American Civil War, five northern prisoners of war escaped during the siege of Ridgemont, Virginia. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Hijacking a hydrogen-filled observation balloon. That's all good. You didn't read this part, right? You read the movie one? Or did you read The Mysterious Island by Jules Verne? I'm I'm reading the the 1951 movie one. one. Okay. Let's see. After flying in a great storm for several days, a group crash lands on a cliff-bound volcanic unknown island described as being located South Pacific. Oceanside off the the coast of New Zealand. They name it Lincoln Island. That's good. Okay. During the stay on the island, the group endures bad weather and domesticates an orangutan, Jupiter, abbreviated to Jupe. Okay. There's a mystery on the island in the form of an unseen dos ex machina responsible for Cyrus's survival after falling. Yeah. What's that? Deus ex machina. Deus ex? Okay. Mm hmm. Uh, after falling from the balloon, the mysterious rescue of Top from a dugon, appearance of a box of equipment, guns, ammunition, blah, 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 blah. The group finds a message in a bottle directing them to rescue a castaway on nearby Tabor Island, who is none other than Tom Ayrton, who, and then on the return voyage to Lincoln Island, lose their way in a tempest, but are guided back to their course by a mysterious fire beacon. Ayrton's former companions arrive by chance on Lincoln Island and try to make it to their lair. After some fighting with the protagonist, the pirate ship is mysteriously destroyed by an explosion. Six of the pirates survive and kidnap Ayrton. When the colonists go to look for him, the pirates shoot Harbert. Seriously, I think we kind of skipped some people because I don't know who Harbert is. Harbert survives, narrowly cheating death. Colonists at first assume Ayrton has been killed. Later, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, the yeah, island Harbert's is not in this one. What's that? Uh, I'm not seeing Harvard on the 1950s. Okay, yeah. The island is revealed to be Captain Nemo's hideout and home port of the Nautilus. Okay. Having escaped the Maelstrom at the end of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. So this is a continuation from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. The Nautilus sailed the oceans of the world until all its crew except Nemo had died. That's why it's a Captain Harding adventure because it's part Mm -hmm. of a series. Now an old man... Nemo returns the Nautilus to its secret port within Lincoln Island. On his deathbed, Captain Nemo reveals his true identity as the lost Indian prince Dakar, son of a Raja of the then independent territory of Bundelkund and a nephew of the Indian hero <laughs> Tipu Sahib. After taking part, man, this, what is going on with this? Okay, I think it comes down to the movie is way off bounds. And also, like you were saying, like, oh, it's you know, from what you're reading, it's like, oh, this is a continuation of 20,000 Leagues. They don't find or or I'm sorry, they don't meet Captain Nemo till towards the end. Yeah, no, this is right off the offset or I guess two hours in whatever we're at because we still halfway through the movie. Now, one thing I will say is that, I mean, all this is based off Jules Verne book yeah and so the the, probably a lot of content in the book 
which is why they decided to make a four hour adaptation <laughs> uh, to it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, so it was a movie that was, was it a movie or a show? It's a serial. So it's a movie that is like split up, right? What's a serial? I don't know what a serial is back then. Okay. Uh, people, it's pronounced like serial killer, not uh Yeah. What's edible, a serial? I don't know. Cereal. Count chocolate. Yellow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. Cause in the fifties, it could mean anything. It, it could just be the production. All right. So yeah, I like when you and I were talking about it, I was like, maybe I would see this movie, but this, this is so I'm, I'm not trying to sully the good name of Jules Verne. No, I'd read the but book. I will sully the name of Lewis Clay, Royal K. Cole, George Flinton. The guys left it alone that looked at the book. We're like, Oh, we're going to totally do this. What do we have? You know, like look, what's our budget? Like, well, it's only this like, okay, well, we can work with that. That's fine. You know, we got to have something from other movies that we can use for like costumes and stuff. We can just redo them. I mean, we have this stuff. It's like, okay, so we could do that. Well, or you could just leave it. And then we just kind of just put all the stuff together. All right. But where are the lightning bolt guys? What? <laughs> <laughs> Who said cut? We have all of this extra film. Keep rolling. <laughs> the only thing that matters is the film. Just keep rolling. Uh, I like, I like our movies better. I do like Again. our movies. Like I would probably, I would probably see yours before I saw mine. Would you do yours looking like 1951 or would you do yours with like 2022 uh, features? I mean, it'd probably be more entertaining nowadays and less hokey being Mm. more futuristic. Let's see if I could find out what those guns were made of. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah and what weapon was she i mean because basically it looks like a honeycomb on a stick the other guys hair dryers or on one of the other posters they just look like flashlights that are the superpower ones like like twenty thousand lumens you can see across uh, into connecticut oh yeah like when when the cop steps out of his car and he's got a satellite dish for a flashlight yeah exactly <laughs> so i mean i don't see anything other than the knife and the six shooter that are anything menacing. i'm finding I'm finding pictures of it and they they almost look like shower heads. But I don't know oh, if they had shower heads. You're actually caliber. finding like like the props? Yeah. That's so cool. It's gotta be so sad. It's so so weird. I can't tell if I because I think we're right. Oh no. <laughs> Is it worse? <laughs> oh, you know what they were? No. Well, like you you remember when um <laughs> And by the way, I'm looking at I'm looking at something that says, uh, you know, like lost in space, naturalistic, uncanny. And you're looking at their props and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> remember, remember when you were a kid? Did you did you your, your folks ever buy you any toy guns when you were a kid? Maybe I was huge into toy guns. Every time I, I saw my grandfather on my father's side, he would always have a package of pepperoni and a new toy gun for me. I had like a refrigerator box by the time like I was like. 12 Here's of, pepperoni full, toy of, a pla- of, a, of a plastic arsenal. Oh, every time I'd, he would always sneak in the house and I would turn around and he was holding a package of pepperoni just for me and some, some toy gun He's a but, true Italian American. Oh, he's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but like back before toy guns were like painted neon colors and everything like that, or 
not dangerous. Like I used to have a plastic gun that shot pl- uh, like a spring loaded plastic discs oh, I <laughs> the those. size of a nickel. I remember those. Yeah. But, but do you remember those electric, like you would squeeze the handle and it would wind a turbine on the inside and send sparks out. Yes. Like it was like, I did not have one, but I had a friend that had one. Yeah. That's kind of the special effects that they used for their guns in this movie. That's what the Thunder Boys were using. Of course it was. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Because <laughs> based on the poster, like, do they show anything with like, those lightning bolts? Uh, I got you. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, look at. Are you able to look at my screen? Only if you share it. All right. Let me share my screen. Uh, share screen. Uh, host disabled participant screen share. Yeah, because I don't trust you. All right. Now that we got through that, <laughs> who knows what you're doing in the background? When we're talking about movies. Uh, let's see. Go ahead. You can see my screen. I can see your screen. Yep. Right here in the middle right. What? Yes. That's what I'm saying. I love that. That they look like dominatrixes. Right? They're just all wearing spandex and and like kind of like yeah. So I, I bet you the the face masks come from that spider movie they were talking about. And the, yeah. the bodysuits are from Flash Gordon. Yep, totally. I'm totally recycled and, and and just like with sparkler guns. <laughs> wow. Scroll down a little bit with the, the girls holding something. Is that that's that's her that's her like mind control gun? <laughs> nice. So I wouldn't call that a power if you have to use a weapon to do it. Right. Maybe political power. Political power. <laughs> wow, dude. Uh, I, and I knew, listen, there ain't no winner here. I knew we were both gonna be off, and I knew that our movies are going to be better. <laughs> but I didn't know that we were looking down the barrel of a four-hour movie. <laughs> looking at the poster, nothing about this says Civil War. Nothing, zero. Nothing about the Civil War era. No, and, and you can still see my screen, right? Yes. These dudes are kind of like in Western clothing. That, those are some high high wash pants there, my friend. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> those are nearly in your armpits. I like your pants. How do you get them all the way up to your chin? <laughs> <laughs> There is there's a there was one picture where I actually saw them in Civil War regalia and then all of a sudden they flash forward to late 1800s western clothing. I think this is it. That one and Oh no, those are the the island. Look, no, no, go scroll. Up. Oh, wait, go to the right. Down, down more. Next next row. There you go. There ah. are your lightning bolts. I think that's where Where's you saw lightning the, bolts? the top one. Top to oh, the right. Oh, okay. This here. They're basically just nifty looking G- spears. Yeah, they they look like bayonets. They do with 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 no boomstick. Yes, just <laughs> extra long and gold. I can't believe that is a terrifying picture in the left there with the girl by the the dominatrixes. I guess they would be domination. What are the, the the guys with the the full leather masks and stuff? Gimps, the, gimps <laughs> from like a uh, Pulp Fiction. She's the dominatrix, and they're the gimps. Man, this, this is, is this is all right. Here's a Civil War okay. outfit. Yep. Yeah. Right there, and That's there's a sailor. <laughs> they, they they step off. They they step onto the island. They're like, let's get with the times. Yeah, I always wanted to wear a fedora. <laughs> oh man, I'm assuming the book is good. The movie is not. Yeah, I mean the Four book has hours. to be good, but like, but like, maybe we're wrong. Maybe the movie is good. They remade it. If we ever did a mystery science theater three thousand type of episode, that would be have to be the movie. I think it'd probably be a perfect movie for that. But four hours. Four hours. But Mr. Science Theater, they never watched the whole movie. They always cut to something. Ah, uh, true. So we could skip. So we would watch it, record it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. 
tear it and then yeah and cut the, the, the juice out oh my gosh i can't believe all right so did we get anything remotely around that uh i think you uh, i mean no no uh rulu rulu was from another world she was so i thought she was a native to the island i'll give myself thunder boys <laughs> <laughs> no but like yeah nothing no and, no, and that that cyborg is nowhere to be seen <laughs> I don't think this is a movie. I don't think this, <laughs> this is a movie a, at all. This is a lie. This is, this is, well, considering there are 15 different posters for this thing. Oh my gosh. It was hard to find a good one that wasn't just, uh, the, the one, the one that you were referencing with the, the black and white picture didn't even look like that had anything to do with the movie at all until no. we read the, the synopsis. It's like, oh, okay, that fits. I hope you all looked at the poster before you listened to us. <laughs> I, I hope you did too, because you, first of all, you, or I hope, some of you read the synopsis beforehand and we're laughing at the fact that we were just completely wrong. Uh, no, while we're saying we were, we were more right that we were wrong. And I don't mean in an accuracy standpoint, like <laughs> we wrote better movies. We did. Oh, I'll probably, I probably see yours first though. Thanks. Yours seems like it could be in a tight one hour 40. <laughs> yeah. I think we can cut two and a half hours off that, that original runtime for sure. And I think I would lose people at cannibal Island. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if if it was released tomorrow, you'd get it because of the dumber, the dumber hit right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Ride that coattail. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, what a disaster, but I think we did good, but the movie itself seems like a piece of junk. And I, I was really kind of hoping that it would be somewhat close to what we were saying. Cause then I would see it. But this mm-hmm. is just so far off. And the fact that all of it was, I mean, 90% of it was just because this is what we had lying around. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say no. I like even after reading the synopsis, I would I would love to do like I would have loved to do a like like a hate watch, you know, or like just yeah. just see like how did you make that those words into right. film dead stop on over four hours long <laughs> you better give me like something that that rivals the first lord of the rings yeah <laughs> and the version on i can't believe the version on uh, youtube is three hours and 50 minutes so like youtube was like you know what we're cutting this short <laughs> and we'll do a hard 350 they probably like back in the day included like coming attractions and advertisements and so it's 1951 so you have some like anti you know nazi and anti-japanese <laughs> commercials going on and then you've got uh you know Lucky, lucky strike cigarettes, smooth, healthy for you. <laughs> what was the movie we were talking about? Or it was kind of like that it was like this guy was just giving money and he blew it all on something. And it's like, we got to find something to do with this. And <laughs> what uh, was that? that's basically what they did is just whatever they had around. They took pictures of ships. My daughter could make this. What did we watch? We we're talking about something. It felt like it was a poster one, but it wasn't. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. You guys tell us. Let us know on Instagram for reals podcast. Tell us what you think of uh, what we did. What would you rather watch? What really came out? I, I think Carrie would probably be like, I'll see it. No offense, Carrie. <laughs> I knew he was going to get a pop in here. <laughs> Usually it's you. This time it's me. Um, you're welcome, Carrie. Our, our celebrity. We have to talk about Ethan Hawke and Carrie every episode. And every other episode we talk about seven. So, um, so I think, funny. I don't know. Uh, tell us what you think. Wh- whose episode or whose, whose version do you like better? you hate all of them Uh, and that's cool too 
And we'll shout you out if you send a video of you watching the entire four hour movie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll do a specific post for you. Yeah. Yeah. We, we'll <laughs> do a whole own. episode of watching you watch that movie. I never want to speak to you again. Then why did you call? Me?